0: There's a small company in Oklahoma making big waves in the fluid management sector by meeting the Acid Tank Challenge head-on. Acid Tank Leasing in Enid, Oklahoma has engineered the oil field's first fit-for-purpose vapor-tight acid tank design for hydrochloric acid storage. All of Acid Tank Leasing's tanks are equipped with emission control, advanced safety features, GPS tracking, cloud-based tank analytics, and most importantly, six years of operation without a single spill or tank failure. After years of working with operators in the Mid-Continent region, acid tank leasing expanded into the Marcellus, Utica, Permian, and is in the process of offering both steel and large volume poly acid tanks in the Bakken. Terry Vaughn, Acid Tank Leasing's founder and general manager, joins us to talk about acid storage on frack locations, and the industry-leading performance his company is providing to oil companies across the country. This is Terry Vaughn with Acid Tank Leasing.
1: Terry Vaughn and the company is Acid Tank Leasing.
0: Appreciate you joining the program here today. And I'm very excited, actually, because this is one of those stories that seems to get in the news all the time, but nobody knows anything really about the industry. In North Dakota, where I was born and raised... It, it it seems like if they spill a thimble of anything out there from salt water to crude oil to you know diesel oil it makes the news and there's certain numbers and that sort of thing that um people have to reach before it reports the news but it seems like it's very small cuz there's always a there's always some infighting going on between industry and and uh state and everything like that but i didn't want to get into the politics of that i just wanted to kind of give you context about how i'm very familiar with with the you know the spills and and kind of that side of the industry so really what you provide is a solution and that's why we wanted to bring you on the program today was talk more about some of the solutions that you're providing out there within the industry so thank you for joining the program today
1: Well, I appreciate that, and I understand what you're talking about. Good news travels slow,
0: bad news travels fast. Oh, isn't that the truth? It it, it, it is a crazy world that we're in. It is, you know, and talk to me a little bit about your industry and, you know, why why, why that is the case, you know? I mean, nobody ever really highlights you guys on the front page for going in there and taking care of a leak or preventing a leak.
1: Well, I, I mean I, I've got a long background in, in the oil field and then uh, my background is also in the painting and sandblasting, you know, business. And uh, from, from being in the painting, sandblasting and refurbishing oil field equipment, you know, I, I get to see a lot of things that people don't you know see and we just happened to be dealing with uh, the acid side of things, you know, because of the coatings and linings, you know, trying to make, you know, things work and stuff and everything. And, you know, it, it, it didn't take us long to figure out, you know, what, what they got here is really a serious problem. You know, I mean, I'd been in the oil field, I mean, I'd hear things, but never thought about it until we actually started, you know, refurbishing equipment and stuff and everything. And then I started looking at, you know, some of the regulations. I mean, there's, things that people don't even know is a lot of people don't know that I mean it's like on the air you know you're only allowed to emit you know uh, five parts per million in and uh, pollutions in the air. you know as far as hydrofluoric acid so you know, in the process of rehabbing things, we started looking at you know, these are not working. I mean, there's there's way too many wells, they're flat, you know, I mean there's no safety features and stuff and everything. And you know, I mean technology is wonderful. I mean, of what's out there, so we just started looking at Things as far as the acid storage deal for for on site fracking, you know what we could do to change this to make it better for the environment, to make it better for safety, you know, and to, you know something that would work, and that, that's how I designed and developed what I did. I, I you know covered uh, the safety end of where, you know your your hands free on the gauging, you know, and uh, I covered the environment side of it, you know for. You ignitions you know ignitions in the product that i uh, developed uh, you know we we emit uh, 0.5 to 2.8 parts per million in the atmosphere and that's that's it and uh, so then you know i mean i took a little further i had a good friend of mine with uh, continental resources when i started developing this and he said, man, he said, Terry, he said I, I you. he said, I like you, you're a smart guy, but he said, I'm going to tell you right now, he said, it's going to be a tough world changing the oil field to something that really works, but he says, emphasize on safety, safety, safety. And he says, then go back to safety. So, so that's actually what what I did is, I mean, we just built a product that that we're really proud of and stuff. And then I, then I never stopped, you know. I mean, I, I started with with a smaller tank because I was having trouble finding a break because of my design uh, that could actually break the steel. So I started with a three eighty, and then I found a company that could break my steel longer sheets. So I went to a four eighty. And you know, then then you know we got that all developed stuff. But in my mind, to make things better, you know, I, I, I got to go beyond this because I'm still building a steel tank that's lined. And and granted, I I've got a line that nobody else has got. I'm uh I'm, I'm restricted to say who it is. I mean, I've got an exclusive on and stuff and everything. But I still got a steel tank that's uh you know lined. And uh, even though I've Developed everything to where you get a seat before you get a leak and you can find it. We've never had a spill and stuff and everything, you know. I mean, I continuously put money in the business and and change things and make it better and better and better. And now I'm to the point where I've designed and developed and got patent pending on a polypropylene tank. I mean, I'm still, you know, building the steel tanks, but I've got polypropylene. I mean, we we look at everything uh, as... What can I do to make it better for everyone else? I I mean, and I I happen to know and understand deeply that I'm not putting syrup in these tanks. I'm putting hydrochloric acid in here. and I have to have something that works. That goes all the way down to our valves, you know. I mean, I actually worked with a company and manufactured a valve for me, you know, that holds up the acid. I mean, when I first started out, I just, I had heck, you know, get with service calls and had a valve that was tri- dripping and stuff and everything. And of course, my design, I'm double valve, so, you know, it, it was easy not to have, you know, leaks and spills from the valves, but we just further developed, you know, the, the tank that I designed has got a pitch from the front to back where it'll drain out, you know, easy. I've got a patented, you know, bottom design where it comes out of the bottom. You're not leaving acid, you know, in the tank when you're moving it. I've got a war system where you hook up, you run 30 barrels through it, you know, uh, with the proper solution, you know, of chemicals to neutralize it. You can suck it out, it's neutralized. So when you're going down the highway, you need all DOT regulations because the tank's actually clean. I mean... We we just continuously develop. I mean, the hardest thing that I, I've had is probably the development of uh, of sensing the levels in the tank. You know, I got an electronic sensing deal. I've literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the research and development of that system, and we got a system system now that's you know ninety eight to ninety nine percent fail proof. You know, I mean. It's electronics so we still have a little bit of problem and we're still spending money and developing that you know i mean it, you know to me i look at everything as to make something better i love the oil field it's been in my blood my whole life and the background was corrosion it was just a fit for me
0: i wanted to ask you about the different types of spills out there because i mean i get press releases all the time like i said from salt water to you know, different kinds of of spills. And I'm thinking acid has got to be one of the most crucial and, and, and important ones to energy companies, really. Uh, just because the way I was raised with the word acid, that stands out. Do, do you, I guess, ta- educate me a little bit on the different types of still spills when it comes to costs and environment And obviously, you know the acid side of it because that's your profession. But I I imagine through osmosis, you at least know the difference between, uh, you know, like a saltwater spill and an acid spill.
1: Right. I I mean, the main thing, what what happens to acid, if you, you spill acid, you know, I mean, it 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 literally you know i mean solidifies you know the soil and you know eats and stuff and everything and you know until it eventually gets neutralized by eating you know the lime and the calcium and stuff and and it'll eventually get you know neutralized and stuff but you know you don't want it to get in you know water streams and you know just just like you know salt water i mean Salt water is is also you know a contaminant, but it's not as corrosive you know as uh, the acid is. I mean the problem with the acid it is so corrosive and stuff, and that was that was the problem in 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 their design you know with fat tanks you know and then putting a good lining in them and, you know a lot of them got good linings, but you know they only hold up for so long, and then when you've got you know a tank that's got just you know hundreds and hundreds of linear inches of wells in it and stuff. That, that creates potential because in the coating business, you know, the wells and any penetrations to the tank is where you have problems. So, I mean, that was the first thing that I did in my design was, you know, to design a product that I got to fur less wells in than uh, a standard tank. You know, that, that, that cut out, you know, about everything, you know, is, is by taking care of
0: those wells. You know, the recent shale revolution if you will or shale play usa you know it's had its hundred dollar oil days and the speed of just growth and uh, you know and also you had some you know a new generation of people coming in and, and etc you know i i heard stories and and out in the bakken about people would use water tanks for acid storage and that type of thing basically anything to contain it for a while, and then kick the can down the road and worry about it when the next problem comes. Uh, you're in the business. Uh, is, is it any, you know, have you heard that? Is that just a, a rumor, or is that something that people were doing and, and it's public knowledge and that sort of thing? Because uh, to me it seems like that that's where your product would come in pretty well.
1: Well, I mean, what, what I've seen from rehabbing, you know, tankers and ash tank and stuff and everything, nobody – my son got me going on this, you know, he says Dad, he says, What what we're rehabbing we is great, yeah, and he said we're making a living, that's what we're in business to do, but he said this is not what you need to be putting acid in. He says, Nobody is thinking outside the box. He says you need to think outside the box, you know, and it was an interesting deal because you know, I mean, I, I was just like everybody else. This is what they use. They come in and I rehab them. We put the best lining that was possible in there and stuff, you know, but it was still a tank that was literally designed, you know, for water, salt water flow back. It wasn't really designed for acid. And, and people are smart, you know, I mean, they, they utilized what they had and they put a lining in it and was making it work the best they could. And, and then, you know, like I said, my, my son brought it up to me, you know, this, this is not right, we're, we're having these, yeah, we're making money, Dad, but, you know, he says, people ain't thinking outside the box, you know, and I'd ask my son then, I said, okay, you got any ideas? He said, no, Dad, I don't, he says, but, you know, you need to come up with something, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I mean, I'm just going to be truthful with you here. I mean, I thought, you know, I've I got a farm background too. I've always farmed, worked in the old field and stuff. You know, I'm not the sharpest tack in the box, but you know, I'm no dummy and stuff and everything. And I, I, I mean, what what I, what I started, I just started thinking, I, I, I started, I'm a Christian man. I started praying. And one night it just, it just come to me what I needed to do. I mean, it just, it just come to me. And then, then I start thinking outside the box. I uh, I started getting non-disclosure signed with Halliburton, Basic, Baker Hughes, and I started having meetings with engineers start showing them designs I had, and I said, you know, this is kind of what I think, can I get some input from you guys, what's going to make it easier for you guys to hook on, you know, and stuff, you know, make it to where we can have less spills from you know, the bows and the hooking up and stuff and everything. And I got input, you know, from engineers and stuff and everything. And and then I just I just put everything together. And it seems like everything that I did as we went along and something would arise, you know, can you do this? Well, it's like the tank was already designed for that and it was able to accept that. It's like the first tank that I built, yeah, in my mind I had it built for scrubbing scrubber and stuff, but I, I, I had no scrubber. I hadn't really developed that I kind of had in my mind what to do and I had the space and the tank built to accept scrubber and I I, I Got a call from Chesapeake and they says man. We, we we love your tanks You're you're only emitting 38 parts per million and stuff But you know when we're lining these tanks up on big fracks. He said we're still getting too many fumes. He says is there any way that, you know, you can put a scrubber on this tank. And I just kind of laughed. He goes, did I say something funny? I said, no, sir, you didn't. I said, you said something that I had in my mind way back, but I didn't understand enough about the regulations. I didn't go ahead and develop a tank with a scrubber on it. But I said, sir, I have got a scrubber. I can put a scrubber on it. And we put a scrubber on it. Uh, Chesapeake called in an environmental company out of, uh, Kansas City. They did all the testing on it on site and stuff and everything uh, on a, on a big frac, and man, it did everything that that we thought it would do, that I thought it would do, and stuff. And it was a simple, you know, scrubber system stuff, not elaborate, it didn't cost me a fortune to do. And then that that opened my world to everything I build now. scrubbers on it everything that i previously built i put scrubbers on it and then that's where we start developing the electronics to keep guys hands off the acid you know where you don't have to stick a stick down in it and pull it out and look at your gauge and you know it's it's a closed
0: system wanted to ask you about you know you mentioned corrosion a few times and that's obviously one of the reasons why you're joining us today is because there's there's aging infrastructure happening across the united states so not only is this a discussion about you know spills and preventive uh, technology that's out there but uh, the aging containers I I would imagine I mean we got aging bridges and aging pipelines and containers that I I don't imagine anybody's talking about that because I I don't see it anywhere but as long as I have you on the horn here um, how how are the containers doing as far as uh, the aging behind it my guess is there needs to be a, a remodel done if if, if there isn't bridges and pipelines, too? Well, I, I mean, and, and that's a
1: good point. And, and, and what happens is you know the oil field just like I do. It's, it's up and down. It's never, it's never steady. And, and what happens in the corrosion deal is these guys have had acid in these tanks, and then the oil field will slow down, and then their tanks will just sit there and stuff and everything. I, what I've seen probably create more problems than anything is what people don't understand. You take a tank It's had acid in it; it ain't been flushed and cleaned properly and neutralized, and then say maybe you kind of rinsed it out. And you left some residue in it, and then it's just sitting there. Well, that's actually worse on a tank than it is if I have acid in it. You know the way my lining works. You know I would rather have the hot acid in it all the time and have it full, and less times empty. That's why I developed a system in it to where it wrenches and neutralizes it. So if I do set for periods of time, it's not corroding in in, in either way because what happens with acid in coatings, there's a permeation process. I mean, it's actually permeating in through the lining. It will eventually get to the steel unless you neutralize that. And then, you know, my background in the corrosion, you know, I mean, I've done large bridge structures, sandblasting, painting, you know, because of the corrosion in the mill scale building. And, you know, I mean, uh, at connection joints, you know, that'll build up, and it'll actually put pressure and create problems. And that's where you get, get breaks. You know, the difference in a container and stuff is you're getting permeation. And once it gets to the weld, the weld would go really fast, you know, penetration, because you've changed the molecular makeup of that steel You know, once you weld it on it, I've literally had tanks in that we've refurbished, you know, not my tanks, but other tanks that i seen bare spots on the steel and stuff, and I didn't see no corrosion, but when i seen a bare spot next to uh, a weld or a penetration, I mean, the corrosion was unbelievable. I mean, it happened so fast and stuff and everything, so...
0: Got a different question for you here, too, Uh, as long as we're talking about the changeover and some of the aging infrastructure, that sort of thing. Green technology innovation when it comes to energy, I find it fascinating because something as simple uh, as how the bend in a pipe is done, something as simple as a tank design can be the difference. Of, of something being green or not and, and reducing emissions to x amount of percentages and that sort of thing, does your design and your your company uh, have products that that kind of fall into that category where you 've mentioned you know it 's a innovative way, so how about on the green side and the environmental side. No, it, you brought that up i mean i'm one of
1: those guys that i'm not old school you know i might be 60 years old but i i I love the green technology and i think it coincides with you know the the older technology and i i believe that's the way that it's got to work you know i mean some of this politician stuff that you're hearing you know green green shut this down stuff and everything that's that's not common sense thinking to me you know you want to build your green technology you want the environment to, to to be better and better and better but you can't do away with what you're doing right now you just got to continue to work it better and then you continue to work on the green technology and stuff where, where you can you know perfect it and stuff and then, then you replace some of the other technology i mean the petroleum industry is not going to go away it's not going to go away for a long time because we're, we're not to the point we need to be in, in society, you know, with the green technology and, and the cost and stuff. It's just like my tanks or anybody's tanks and stuff with the green technology acid. I mean, they've got what they call the green technology acid. Literally, guys can stick their hands in it and it won't burn you and create you problems and stuff and everything. But, you know, there's drawbacks with, with a lot of things. What happens with this green technology acid you're using is it's actually more corrosive than than what the hydrochloric acid is as far as to the steel and the product that you're putting it in. I mean, it's really corrosive, and then if you spill it, it, it still you know, creates some environmental problems and stuff. So actually, the green technology for, for helping, you know, as far as safety and the guys not getting burned and stuff, you know, I mean, some aspect it's what I'm seeing in here, and hearing, it's, it's better, than in some aspects it's not, but you still got a corrosion problem, and it's more corrosion, uh, you know, on tanks and steel and stuff than uh, the regular acid.
0: How many different shale plays are you guys currently in?
1: Oh, shoot. I, I mean, I've got seven locations right now in Texas. We're in New Mexico, uh, you know, naturally i cover South Texas, the Permian Basin and stuff. I've got tanks up in uh, the Utica you know, in West Virginia, in, in Ohio, and uh, we're up in Montana, and we, we've had some uh, tanks up in your area. I'm just getting in y'all's area, so that's a different area for me. I mean, I'm, I'm a new guy, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that started out with nothing, you know. I, I, I spent every dime I'd saved up my whole life to get my patent and to build my first prototype, and I, I, I really... I'm a blessed person. I went to the bank to get started. I'm broke. I'm building my prototype. I spent all the money I saved my whole life. You know, my wife, she's nervous, you know, but she's got, you know, trust and faith in me and stuff and everything. I go to the bank, and I borrow $500,000 on signature law <laughs> to, to get me going and stuff because the bank seen my product. They seen my patent, and they go, Dang, you got something that's going to work. we we got faith in you, and then that's all history. I mean, I've got... Just over 100 tanks right now. I'm building a tank a week. I'm fixing up down to two tanks a week and stuff. And I'm just, I'm, I'm going to try to cover the market the best I can. So I'm, I'm, I'm really spread out, but I'm, I'm real particular about where I set up, you know, yards and stuff and everything, you know, because we, we got to have people work with us, you know, to, to make it work.
0: Is there a difference between the, the different shale plays when it comes to your product? I know that, you know, you go two feet in the soil and you got to have a different, you know, chemist on hand to tweak the fracking solutions. And then you've got wet gas and dry gas. And so you've got, you know, d- differences there. When, when it comes to your product, is it, is it more universal than specific or is it really specific? Like, you know, the examples I gave. I, I'm,
1: I, I'm in the shell place to where it takes acid to break down, you know, Formation and stuff for them to extract the oil and gas. If they're if they're not using acid, I'm I'm not going to be there. I mean, uh, I I've, I've got to be in the areas where there's acid play, and you know most most areas that there there is some acid. Some areas there's a lot of acid, and you know some 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 areas where they're not using a lot of acid. You know, for the formation, they're using it to dissolve you know the, the plugs and stuff. I mean, that's that's one thing about me. I'm, I'm I'm, my background in, oil, in, the, in the oil field has been, you know, corrosion and, and coatings and stuff. And then when I was a young man, you know, I I, I drilled and then I, I pushed tools for about four years, you know, for a company, you know. So I, I can't answer your question directly, you know, in in, in the acid uh, or the formations, shell formations, other than, you know, I pay attention to whether you use an acid and whether using an acid, that's where I go because I'm, I'm after the acid market and uh, making it safer for
0: everybody. Well, kind of let people know a little bit about it uh, as we as we wrap up here, how people can contact you and, and uh, you know, how, how you're saving people money. You know, go ahead and give yourself a little bit of a plug because we appreciate you coming on and informing us on, uh, you know, the acid spills and how to prevent it and how you guys are causing some solutions out there in the oil field to stop what we're
1: doing we're going to continue developing what we got and making it better and better because i mean i'm making a living by doing that and i'm making the environment safer i'm making it safer for people and i'm saving oil companies a lot of money with the product because we're not having the spills yeah i, I just thought i'd mention too you know if the product you know was as far as uh you know covering the, the washing wrenching you know that's a valuable, valuable asset of the tank is when you finish up on location, you know, we talked about you know, the corrosives of the acid and stuff and guys leaving acid in the tank a little bit and stuff uh, and it, you know, create problems for them and stuff as far as permeation in the coatings. Well, how I address that, I actually added a war system to the tank that washes the system out from top to bottom, front to back. And, and jets, you know, everything out in the tank and stuff and everything and then you suck it out through the bottom draw. So I mean that that's a feature that I that I added to the tank and then I also, you know, fulfilling a lot of uh, companies, they, they want to roll the materials in the tank cause they're mixing uh, their antifungicides fungicides their corrosion inhibitors, or acid their water to come up with the solution they want. So I'm, I'm set up where you draw it out of the bottom and then we're where I put uh, the solution back into the tank, you know, it comes in midway. It's, it's built to where it creates a role in the tank, and it actually turns everything in the tank and mixes it up
0: real well. Now, you mentioned you're in, in, in several shale plays across the United States, from the Marcellus to several down in Texas. Uh, where is your home base located? The home, the home base
1: is in Enid, Oklahoma. That's, that's where I originate from, been there my whole life and stuff, and that's that's where our manufacturing facility uh, is, the city of Oklahoma.
0: And uh, do you have a website or a phone or anything like that you want to leave behind? Yeah,
1: the website is www.acidtankleasing.com, and it's a nice website. we got a video that explains all the features. Uh, of the tank and what we're capable of doing. And that'll give you our phone number, all of our contact information, everything about the company.